Welcome to Power Skills. I'm Olivia Berkman, and in this episode, we're talking about ChatGPT. With a decade of experience in corporate finance and accounting, Josh Vernon founded the website Pop Automation to give back to the online community. He provides consulting services to help companies leverage technology to improve their accounting processes. Josh and I talked about what ChatGPT can and can't do when it comes to finance and accounting, and the best resources for learning more. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Josh. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Olivia. Great to be here. Let's start with a little background on you. Yeah, definitely. So I'm Josh Vernon. So I am a uh, now consultant, but formerly worked at um, various corporate accounting roles, financial analysis, manufacturing, controlling, and, and things of that sort. And so I did that for about the last 10 years. And then kind of throughout that process, throughout that career really had a focus on process improvement how do you do things better uh you know just kind of a natural curiosity of you know how do we close the books quicker how do we get reports to you know be improved and kind of throughout that um process right just trying to stay on top of what are the newest technologies that can be leveraged um you know whether that's you know a power bi for business intelligence and reporting uh to you know different things to set up process flows, data warehouses, databases, and, and all that stuff. And then uh, most recently, I started the website popautomation.com. And kind of the idea of it was kind of twofold, right? Of one is to give back to the like online community. There's just so much stuff that I've you know, only gotten through by having to Google stuff and, uh, you know, wanted to put some of the information that I've gained through my career, you know, back out there for other people to take advantage of. That's great. And we're going to get to some um, resources, including pop automation later in our conversation. So today we're kind of zeroing in on chat GPT. And I think it would be helpful if you would kind of define it uh, generally, and then maybe we could talk about some of the applications for finance and accounting. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of just keeping on that, trying to stay ahead of what the new, newest, latest technology is. Now, Chad GPT, uh, you know, it's been in development for years, but it's really, I think, kind of caught the public interest over the last several months and has the ability to be super transformative, uh, you know, for accounting finance and a lot of other industries as well. Um, but what it is in a nutshell, right, is that it's a chatbot, right? You can go to uh, OpenAI as the developer. You can go to OpenAI.com and sign up for a free account. But what makes it different from all other you know, previous chatbots is that it's a lot more interactive. You can ask follow-up questions, has the ability to uh, you know, understand the context of your question and refer back to previous answers in it, which makes it a lot more helpful. And it's been trained on an absolutely massive data set. So instead of just general knowledge, uh, you know, questions that you might ask a Siri or a Google Assistant, right, can actually write, you know, computer programs for you or help you with Power BI DAX or help you understand, uh, you know, things that are you know, normally well outside the realm of previous uh, chatbots. Thank you. That's helpful. So let's talk about why it's important. So what are some of the potential applications for finance and accounting? 
Yeah, I think at the base level, right, there's the opportunity that it's kind of going to, you know, be a interactive, more interactive version of Google, right? So I can search for things and then I can receive answers and I can ask, you know, imagine if you did a Google search and you get the answer that you almost want, but you can ask a clarifying question, right? So it's a massive time saver because a lot of the, you know, stuff that we do in accounting and finance, uh, you know, it might be researching, uh, you know, a specific accounting treatment. And even though uh, ChatGPT in its current form, the information that it has has only been trained through September of 2021. Uh, but I imagine over time, if it has more live data, right, you can get more, um, you know, more clarification on how you know different new revenue recognition rules, you know, work, or how to apply those to your to your company. Uh, so at the current moment, right, it's a great resource for background information. I think in the future, it has the opportunity to become kind of the go-to uh, resource for learning more about, you know, specific current events and recent changes and, you know, tax code and, and things like that. It's really good at taking large uh, amounts of text information and just summarizing those down and letting you explore them like you would be talking with a human and asking questions about so talk to me about how it might be incorporated into Excel, because I know that like a lot of times when we talk about chat GPT, we're, we're talking about Microsoft. So tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So Microsoft invested, to, you know, upwards of $10 billion in the open AI. So, you know, they're going all in and they're going really, really fast. Right. So Microsoft, after making such a large investment, has made it their prime directive to integrate ChatGPT into uh, pretty much every technology that they that they offer. Uh, so it's going to be really exciting. Some of the stuff that they're doing. I think last month they had uh, issued a demo of kind of where they're going with ChatGPT integration. So some of the products that they showed were, you know, Microsoft Excel, where you can instead of clicking the buttons, you can say, can you summarize this data and create a new chart? And then it just pops up a new chart. So you can interpret that text uh, that you're asking it to do and, and modify your spreadsheet. Uh, so super powerful, right? Especially for people that aren't power users, right? If you're really good at Excel, I mean, there's times where you can flip through a laptop and you're just using your keyboard, right? You know, for most, you know, normal people or people that aren't as, as technical, you know, being able to ask questions to, you know, Excel and have it pop it out. It's a huge time saver. Um, you know, I've seen training courses uh, online that are available on Excel and it's 80 hours of content, right? There's so much functionality that nobody actually knows all the different buttons of, of Excel. So being able to ask questions and have, you know, the chat GPT style of chat interface interact with an Excel spreadsheet, incredibly powerful, right? It lets you unlock a lot of those capabilities that otherwise you may not know even existed or even to, you know, search Google for it. So I think it's, it becomes almost a, like a force multiplier, right? So you can be one person and you need a lot more done quicker, or you can be, you know, less technical and you have the ability to, you know, achieve things that, you know, normally would be, you know, a power user would have to, would have to do. When you talked about training courses, you made me think about um, those who are in college right now or grad school. Do you think that chat GPT is even being like, I'm sure it's being discussed, but it's moving so fast. So I don't know. What do you what do you think about if, if it's being taught in schools right now? And for I'm talking about specifically finance and accounting students. Uh, 
one, do you think it's being discussed? And two, how on earth could professors even keep up with how fast it's it's moving? Yeah, and no, that's a good it's a good question. And where it gets really interesting is right now we're seeing, you know, early days of Chat GPT right now, right? It's been kind of in the popular um you know, realm for the last few months. And the initial reaction from several schools were to, you know, block it, right? Block people, students' access to chat GPT because it can, you know, generate, you know, an entire paper for you, right? If you want to do a research paper, right, you can have this thing pop out, you know, your 1,200-word essay, and then you don't have to put any real effort into it, right? And there's a little bit of, um, you know, a cat and mouse there because as soon as that, you know, came out, there becomes the chat GPT, you know, detector that, you know, teachers are going to start using to figure out if the stuff is AI generated, and I'm sure it'll be a lot of back and forth there, right? You know, the other, um, you know, thought process that goes along with that, though, is that how do you embrace chat GPT within, you know, a teaching environment? Because the reality is, is that it's not going to go away, right? The genie is out of the bottle. You know, every major tech company has some sort of AI initiative. Um, you know, Google has Google Bar, Chat GPT is integrated into Bing. Um, there's a bunch of other competitors that are that are currently being worked on. So I don't think it's going to go away. So the teachers that really want to be ahead of it, I think they need to start thinking through how do you teach students to use you know AI, use Chat GPT through their normal you know their normal process because I think in as you know, the stuff gets better and better, it becomes more ingrained into more products. And it almost becomes the question of, well, who on my, you know, my team is the best at using ChatGPT, right? Who can ask this bot and get the best results? I think that becomes, you know, maybe someday part of the, you know, part of the curriculum, right? It's probably too soon for, you know, everyone to start adjusting to that. I think the question is, how do you interact with uh, AI and how do you start, you know, thinking through that sooner than, than later. So staying on the topic of, of what it can do, um, I'm assuming it can be trained on financial statements. Yeah, I think one of the, you know, some of the use cases, and I think one of the ones that a lot of people want is that how do I ask questions about my data, right? It's like, I will have, you know, a an Excel spreadsheet of 300,000 rows. I don't want to spend any time on it. How do I load this in? And how do I have chat GPT, you know, answer those questions? And I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, chat GPT is really designed as a language model. So it's fed a lot of, a lot of text. Um, and it's really focused on that question and answer sort of interface. And there has to be some sort of context to your data, right? If I just gave you, you know, a million numbers, you have no idea what they're for, right? And so, you know, over time, and we've seen this a little bit within uh, Microsoft Power BI, they have some features where you can do, um, you know, questions and answers, but it requires some specific training and and giving um, context to those numbers. So I think eventually we'll we'll get there where you can have data but it's going to need some hints, right? It's going to have to have some idea of what that what that data is in regards to. Uh, Microsoft had announced uh, also last month their initiative is called Microsoft Copilot 365. So that's the brand name that they're doing to integrate ChatGPT with a lot of their a lot of their products. One of the more interesting and exciting areas is that they want to be able to connect 
to your data if it's on SharePoint or a data warehouse. And so they can start pulling that data in and having a bit more context on your specific company, your specific use cases and your department, right? And as you're able to bring in more of that data, I think those uh, items of let me ask questions about data and have it come out becomes a lot more of a reality uh, because it'll have that contextual information and maybe there's some other you know reports that have already been built out so you can start figuring out how to put those pieces together. Do you think that accounting and finance folks really understand how this is going to potentially affect their jobs? No, it's, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not, I think it might be too soon to really uh, see if anybody really knows what the impact is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certainly some opportunity of job displacement. Uh, you know, we've seen it even before ChatGP, a lot of the transactional accounting of accounts receivable, payable, right? There's document processing that's based on machine learning and AI models that can, you know, recognize a PDF, figure out that it's an invoice, and then you don't need to have somebody, uh, you know, in a processing center doing data entry. And this is probably the next step of that sort of automation, right? Where you know, now I don't need to have as many Excel experts or I don't need to have a you know, Power BI DAX you know, expert that can write these formulas if ChatGPT can do it. It becomes a lot more uh, you know, approachable, right? You don't have to spend a bunch of time researching if you can just ask a question. So there's a lot of time savings that I think will you know, materialize over the next few, few months or probably the next year as it's integrated with more products. I think people will not even know that they're using chat GPT, but they'll know that, you know, I don't have to spend half of my day figuring out how to code something. I can just ask, you know, the chat bot or whatever it's integrated into to perform that task and it, and it does it. So it's, uh, it will change the way that accountants and finance professionals, you know, interact with computers, but it's going to be across a lot of other industries as well. So we, you talked about, job displacement, what are some of the other potential risks? Yeah, you know, one of the areas that uh, machine learning and AI models get uh, get criticized for is becomes sort of a black box, right? I put data in and something comes out. And, you know, maybe there's some PhDs out there that have studied this stuff in depth where they really understand this is what, you know, how we're going from point A to point B. Um, but it becomes a bit of a problem from like an accounting perspective, right? If you're feeding data in or you're asking questions about data, how do you know that response or those numbers coming out are actually accurate, right? So, you know, is there a way to audit, uh, you know, machine learning and AI models? Uh, I imagine that'll become more and more of a question, especially when we're trying to validate that our you know, numbers are accurate. Right? If you just have a robot spit out a financial statement, right? Do you know that that financial statement is correct? Um, you know, what kind of assumptions is the bot making about, uh, you know, different financial models? Uh, so there's a lot of questions that come up. And I think the accounting and finance industry and the, the people that work within it, these are problems that we'll have to figure out, right? Some of the some of the stuff will be displayed, some of the easier stuff, but there's an entire opportunity that a new, um, you know, new whole new area of auditing and a test comes out of chat GPT. 
So something that I read on a pop automation uh, that I want to ask you about, is it true that it can answer questions from the CPA exam? Yeah, they had, uh, I don't know if they ever tested the specific CPA exam, chat GPT-4, the latest version just came out and they mm -hmm. ran it through, I want to say like 60 different standardized tests. So anything from the bar exam to the LSAT medical exams, and, and it went from, you know, scoring in the thirties on the previous version to, you know, 80, 90% accuracy or more on being able to pass these other tests. So it would be shocking if it would, you know, wouldn't have the ability to do the same thing with, with a CPA uh, exam. I want to ask you about resources, but before I do, for those who are listening, who aren't maybe aren't in finance and accounting, uh, somebody like me, how should I approach like getting acquainted with chat GPT, like how can I, uh, have a, how, where do I begin? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think that the easiest way is really just to, to jump in, right? So you can, you can sign up for, for a free chat GPT account, right? So you can start using it. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, Microsoft Bing, they've integrated ChatGPT in with that. So, uh, and that's the latest model of ChatGPT. Google Bard is their version of it. And you can sign up for a, a wait list to start using that technology. But really the best way to get used to it is just to start using it, uh, you know, in your day-to-day -day work. Uh, I probably use it, you know, when we're doing consulting or developing solutions for people, I'm probably referencing ChatGPT at least once a day. Um, so you start to get a feel for it, the more you use it of how do you phrase questions? What is it good at? What is it bad at? And it seems to change over time, right? So there's some stuff that used to get a terrible answer and now you get a really good answer. And it's pretty impressive to see it progress so quickly in such a short period of time. But I'd encourage people to, you know, give it a try and you really focus on, you know, there's some stuff where you could have it write like your own romance novel or something, right? Which, you know, it's an interesting use case. But uh, when you start looking at it on what kind of stuff can it do for actual, you know, helping me in the workday, that's where it becomes a lot more exciting, I think. And so beyond that, if you want to start using it in your finance, accounting, you know, even just business role, uh, what are some of the best resources that you've found? Yeah, I would check out the uh, one of the Microsoft blog, right? And, I, and I'm just a big fan of Microsoft in general because it's so ingrained in so many businesses. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other solutions out there that, you know, do you know similar stuff. But I feel like everyone, you know, uses Excel. If you wanted to try out, you know, a Power BI or Power Automate, some of their RPA stuff, it's generally free or low cost to do and really easy for you to, to add in. Uh, but they're really at the forefront of, you know, initial investments in OpenAI over the last several years. And they seem to be really pushing uh, towards integrating it into their products and, and kind of creative ways too. Um, like for example, they have a, a low code platform where you can build web forms, but now you can just ask it and describe the form that you want. It just pops out a suggestion of it. Uh, so that's some technology that might not have been as approachable before, uh, but really cool uh, use case. So I would, I would make sure to just keep an eye on their blog as they integrate it with more stuff and they publish the use cases and show people demos of it. Uh, it'll be something to, to stay on top of. 
Um, some of the other resources that I've seen, OpenAI has a great blog. Uh, some of their articles get super technical, um, which, you know, it's, you can go as deep as you want to, right? And some of that stuff, you can even, you know, copy and paste it into ChatGPT and ask it to simplify it and explain it to you, right? And so um, I think those are two of, two of my favorite go-to resources right now. So the last question I want to ask you, Josh, is just through your work with Pop Automation, uh, what what are like the top, what's maybe the top question that you get about ChatGBT from uh, those who are, who read Pop Automation or just, you know, generally people you interact with? Yeah, I think the, the number, probably there's two parts of it. Probably the number one thing is when or how can I use ChatGBT with Excel? Uh, I think people really want to be able to, um, you know, be able to ask questions about their data within Excel and be able to have that that integration. Uh, sounds like it's on the way. Microsoft's, you know, got it in the in the lab and they're working on it. So hopefully that comes out uh, pretty soon. Um, the other question that I see a lot, you know, is how is this going to impact my job? Or, you know, people start to get a little bit worried about. You know, does this mean that, you know, nobody will have to use Excel anymore or like accountants become redundant and stuff like that? So that becomes, you know, a pretty common question. And I don't think that's necessarily going to be the, be the case. I think accountants especially, you know, it's just such a broad skill set um, where I think they're, they'll be well uh, positioned for any change that, that comes up. Don't fight it. Just embrace it. <laughs> Yeah, embrace it. Start figuring it out now. Right, be ahead of the curve, and don't you know? You'll be, you'll be a lot less surprised uh, mm-hmm. when things happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh, thank you for your time. This was very educational and very informative. So, appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Well, thanks for taking the time today. <laughs>